The FDA has approved a shot to protect infants against RSV, or respiratory syncytial virus. It's the leading cause of hospitalizations in kids under a year old. And in rare cases, it can be deadly. The CDC says RSV leads to 100 to 300 infant deaths every year. Dr. Allison Bartlett is the Associate Medical Director of the Pediatric Infection Control Program at UChicago Medicine's Comer Children's Hospital. Hi, Dr. Bartlett. Good morning. Also with us is Dr. Anat Brinkman. She's an assistant professor of pediatrics and emergency medicine at Northwestern's Feinberg School of Medicine at Lurie Children's Hospital. Welcome to Reset, Dr. Brinkman. Thank you so much for having me. So first off, this treatment, which is called Bayfortis, uh, it's not a vaccine, but it's antibodies. So Dr. Bartlett, I'll start with you. What should parents know about that? The way a traditional vaccine works is that you... um, a child or an adult is exposed to an antigen, a something that looks like the virus or bacteria or the pathogen, and your body learns how to make an immune response, including antibodies, and has memory of that for years to come. The way that this product worked is it's just giving you the antibodies. So works from day one. You don't have to wait for your immune system to um, learn how to recognize a pathogen. But also over time, over the first sort of six to eight months of giving this injection, the protect the protection goes away. And, and this would be one or, or two shots, depending on a baby's vulnerability. Correct. It's one shot recommended for the most uh, most children and then those who are at extra high risk of a severe infection their second year of life might qualify for another dose. Dr. Brinkman, can you remind us the symptoms of RSV? Sure. So RSV is the leading cause of lower respiratory infections. Um, we're looking at bronchiolitis and sometimes pneumonia. So these are children who are coming in with really fast breathing rates, mm-hmm. difficulty breathing, increased work of breathing, lots of coughing, um, lots of mucus. They are... Um, typically also uh, having difficulty drinking enough because they're having such difficulty breathing. How often do children with RSV need to be hospitalized? Um, So I don't have the exact numbers on that, but it's a very ubiquitous disease. I think almost every child at two years old um, has been found to have been exposed to this virus. So, so Mm. many children get it. So many children have... um, frequent doctor's visits during the course of their illness. And so because so many children get it, so many of those children also see emergency rooms and are hospitalized with it. And premature babies are most at risk. Is that right? That's right. Premature babies have been, um, the the most premature babies have been, uh, have access to uh, our previous vaccine. And so they are really at the most risk because they have a lot of respiratory disease underlying. Mm-hmm. And now this vi- this vaccine can off- be offered to all healthy children as well. Yeah, Dr. Frank Esper, who's a pediatric infectious disease specialist at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, this is what he told CNN. He says um, it causes so much swelling and secretions in their breathing tubes called the bronchioles. They just can't get enough oxygen. That's right. I actually trained with Dr. Esper. Did you? Yeah. <sighs> wow. So this this sounds like it's giving parents and their kids, uh, the pediatricians rather, more flexibility here in when to administer a shot. Uh, and, and this isn't the only option to protect young ones against RSV. Dr. Bartlett, chime in here. What are the limitations, though, of previous protections against the illness? So the, the current existing protection that um, my colleague referred to is a similar product in that it is sort of antibody that is injected. Um, it 
doesn't last in the bloodstream as long as this newer product does. It actually has to be given every month in an injection for about five months during the course of a typical RSV season. So it is a much logistically more complicated uh, product to use. It's also only uh, recommended and approved for our preterm infants and those with uh, underlying medical conditions who are at higher risk. Uh, but as as we all know, every infant is potentially at risk for this. Yeah. And how much, just so we're clear, how much does it cut down the risk of catching or being hospitalized with RSV, this new so treatment? The- yeah, the, the studies for the new treatment look like about 70 or 80 percent uh, decrease, depending on whether you're looking at lower respiratory tract infections or doctor visits or emergency rooms or hospitalizations. So pretty significant um, decrease in the risk of needing to seek medical care. And Dr. Brinkman, so we're, so we're clear here, the treatment, would it be available for babies born full term? as well or just the premature ones? So that's currently the plan. Um, The first step is the FDA approval. How the rollout is going to happen is now the big question, Um, but that's what it is approved for is all children. Rather, you're a parent too, Dr. Brinkman. Your daughter, I hear, was part of the clinical trials um, that led to this approval. That's correct. How is your daughter doing now? She's fantastic. She is a very healthy, very rambunctious two-and-a-half-year-old almost. I mean, what was that like, the process of the the trials, especially for you as a parent? Yeah, so I see the impact of RSV every year, year after year. So I was very excited to get her in this trial. Um, You know, it offered some extra doctor's visits, some extra blood draws, which did make my mommy heart feel a little guilty. But I know that it was a great opportunity for her to potentially get this vaccine and also a great opportunity for the medical community to further this research. Do you know if she received the placebo or the treatment at this point? So we actually don't know yet because they're still looking into the next RSV season and analyzing that data and seeing if those children who a year later, are they still uh, getting some immunity from that? Are they still seeing doctors for that? Are they still being hospitalized? So the treatment, uh, the study is still a little ongoing and we're still waiting to uh, have it unblinded. I see. So so there's a chance that the treatment's effects could be felt beyond one season? So far, um, from my understanding, they are seeing uh, some lasting effects, and that's what we're sort of trying to find out. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this week the FDA approved a drug to protect infants from uh, RSV. It's, uh, we're discussing how it works and what parents need to know with Dr. Allison Bartlett, who's from U Chicago, and Dr. Anat Brinkman from Northwestern. So, Dr. Bartlett, are there potential side effects that kids could experience after receiving these antibodies? Sure. As with, as with all injections, um, there are potential side effects. And obviously, the, you know, what we call an injection site reaction, right, or a little bit of pain or tenderness or swelling at the injection site is the most um, common reaction. Um, there were very, very, very infrequent um, allergic reactions, again, nothing that's different than the other vaccines that we give. So overall, very safe and very well tolerated. How much is this treatment expected to cost today, Dr. Brinkman? Um, So that is another thing that's still going to be figured out. Now that it's been FDA approved, we have to see how insurance companies um, and government insurance is going to be covering this. And so that's still a question to be answered. And I wonder, too, if it could be it could change over time, that cost. Probably. Yeah. Um, what is next for the treatment, Dr. Bartlett? So the next steps in approval process? Yes. Uh, 
It, it needs to go through the um, ACIP or the American Committee on Immunization Practices. So that's the group that um, will take what the FDA has put together, look at the cost-benefit analysis, and make uh, official recommendations for the population that it should be used for. And um, that sort of is what leads into this next step about when it's covered by insurance. Um, and really, the, the cost is going to be a key consideration in mm-hmm. um, how beneficial it is at a population level. Yeah, I think the, the question on everyone's minds here is how soon can parents see this being offered at their pediatrician's office? You know, I, I think that probably October-ish is the soonest that we would we would potentially see it, which historically is not bad for an RSV season. But as you all probably remember, um, two years ago, the RSV season came very early. Last year, slightly closer to the normal time. Um, but if we see a repeat of that, unfortunately, October won't catch quite all the kiddos who might qualify uh, this year. Yeah. However, it's better than having nothing. And you're nodding, Dr. Brinkman. Do you agree? Absolutely. RSV was one of the biggest players in our triple-demic, and we could use any help we have besides supportive care. Yeah. Triple-demic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had forgotten that term. But yeah, that I was have not. very much a reality <laughs> and still is. <laughs> We're only now just getting back to our regular capacity. So you work in, in emergency medicine, Dr. Brinkman. How do you think that this treatment is going to impact the number of kids that you see come into the ER with RSV? Well, that's absolutely the biggest question and the most exciting question. Um, Our hospitals are really filled with kids with RSV all winter, pretty much every winter. Um, Last year's triple-demic was especially difficult for us. Um, You know, I think that that question, both professionally and personally, is going to be so important because as a physician, we're really, um, as a hospital, trying to make... Um, you know, the most room we can and admit the most patients. But as a parent, I see these people in the waiting room waiting with their infants for hours or parents who are in community hospitals um, looking for transfer to a pediatric hospital and really unable to find one that can accept them because of space issues. So we are so excited to see what this brings. Yeah. Um, Pfizer may have another option to uh, protect kids against RSV. What do we know so far about that possibility? So my understanding of that one is um, it's been approved already for um, older adults, and we are in the process of getting it to pregnant women with the potential of it covering newly born infants up to about six months of age. And uh, Dr. Bartlett, uh, what else do you think parents should know then about this and other RSV treatments? So I, I am really excited both by this uh, new antibody product and the maternal vaccination, and frankly, the vaccines available for um, older uh, adults to prevent the spread of RSV. And you know, this is still a disease that we need to to take very seriously. But I want to echo the the um, my colleagues' thoughts on the capacity issues that we see when it's respiratory viral season. Mm-hmm. And this is, an, you know, it's important to do all that we can to prevent RSV infection. It impacts not just the care of our children with RSV and other respiratory viruses, but children who, heaven forbid, are in trauma or need emergency surgery for something else. That is all impacted when we are busting at the seams with all of our respiratory viral illnesses. And so I, I highly encourage families as we um, get this product approved to 
to strongly consider this level of protection for their children. And as we, we think more about that capacity uh, level, Dr. Brinkman, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to picture mm-hmm. that, you know, that waiting room, that emergency room where, where as you described, pa- parents waiting with their their children. I mean, are they, what is the mood at that point? Are they just, is there frustration? Is there just an understanding that here's where we are? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I think that everybody knows they hear on the news that we were having this terrible triple-demic. But at the end of the day, it's your child, and that's the most important person. And we understand that. And um, we are trying so hard uh, to triage these patients. So obviously, we're taking the really sickest kids as soon as we can. Um, but parents who are in the middle of the night just desperate for some help and desperate for some guidance, right. they're the ones who are waiting a long time. And we offer you know, the best we can, snacks and chairs and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, space is space and um, the resources are resources. And we are, like she said, busting at the seams and just trying as hard as we can to make everybody feel like um, their child is the most important one, which it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for your great mm-hmm. work. Dr. Anat Brinkman is an emergency medicine pediatrician at Lurie Children's. And Dr. Allison Bartlett is with U Chicago's Pediatric Infection Control Program. Thank you both so much. Thank you so much.